everybody, it's episode 363 of PodQuest. Hey. hey! It's Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hi. How you guys doing? Doing alright. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not too bad myself. Surviving, as they would say. I, I haven't eaten meat since Sunday afternoon, and I feel kind of good. Why? It's just, it's what I do now. I, I, I make like a, a, a meatless slash vegan meal for Monday meal prep, and then I just eat it until it's gone. And so like Sunday, I had leftover vegetarian vegan from last week that I made on like Wednesday. So I ate that Sunday night for dinner and then, and Monday for, for lunch. And then I made, it was um, broccoli and cashew stir fry. Okay. Really good. And so I made that and I've been just eating that and so it'll be it'll be gone probably tomorrow for lunch. Right. So likely. you're not you're not like going vegetarian. You're just I no. It's I've always like wanted to cut out meat just because like I and I know me cutting out meat isn't going to make a difference, but uh you do more damage eating meat than not eating meat to the environment. It's not a I want to save the animals choice and it's kind of a health choice but also a i'm tired of all of my food farting and eating all of the other food that we produce so let's cut down on my fart my food farts uh and cut down on the methane that is produced for to have me and cut down on just destroying the environment yeah it's just my best way of being environmentally which that's that's fair when when 80 percent of the food we produce goes to the food that we eat like that's Look, it makes that of, food taste better it's 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 bad though like maybe if if people ate less meat we wouldn't have to produce as much and then carbon emissions wouldn't be as crazy and it's just it's a whole big cycle that you can get into if you go into this but yeah it's just meatless mondays i do and i just won't eat anything besides what i meal prep until it's gone which i mean hey good for you yeah thanks. like like we 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 make a lot of stuff without meat just because it's it's easier than having to cook like two different things. Yeah. So like, like tomorrow we're gonna have like tofu tacos because crispy tofu is actually pretty good if you make it right. And mm. uh, like we'll um we'll get like the um the Beyond Beef, which isn't particularly good for you, but it's also not. It's also something that Erica and I will both eat because it doesn't it doesn't taste anything like beef, but it's not like it doesn't taste bad either. Yeah. So like we'll get that and we'll do like stuffed peppers with it or. Like a meat sauce for pasta or what have you. I mean, I when I do this, like I, I did this back before the pandemic. Uh, like it was most of or all of 2020 until the pandemic happened. So January, February, and probably most of March, I was meal prepping meatless Mondays and just eating all week. And like I would go to the extent of like it would mostly be vegan month. And so I made um what was it a uh, shepherd's pie, but it was with um cauliflower crust. And uh, lentils, I believe, were the actual insides. It was like a balsamic, uh, uh, um, yeah, balsamic uh, uh, shepherd's pie. Nope, that's was, you ruined it with balsamic. It was, it was. I, I did put too much balsamic in it. I, 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 I don't like there. balsamic vinegar. I, I, I put too much balsamic. So, but I like, I ate it. Like, I made enough, and it fed me. And so, it's. It's not a bad way to do meal prep, especially because fresh veggies are... But, I mean, like, after a week, they're not fresh anymore. True. <laughs> true, true. No, that's absolutely true. But, like, when you cook... it, You can tell the difference between week-old cooked fresh veggies and week-old cooked frozen veggies. Like, you can absolutely tell the difference between the two. There's a different texture and kind of a different flavor profile. 
So, like, eating the, cooking the fresh veggies and having them sit for a week or for four days tastes better and feels better in your stomach. Frozen steamed broccoli or, and eating that with whatever other food. Yeah, that's fair. We, we never buy frozen or canned vegetables. So, like, we all, like, if, if we're cooking, we're cooking with fresh vegetables. And, like, you're right. Like, the fresh stuff is better than the frozen or canned stuff. Like, it's definitely, like, like the hierarchy is fresh, frozen, canned. Because, like, canned vegetables, other than, like, a few very specific things, are just straight garbage. It's, it's nothing but salt. It's the brine that they put them in and fresh. Yeah, like... It's nothing but salt. Beets. Like, like beets in, like, a like jarred beets, which are usually, like, pickled or whatever, are actually yeah. not bad. Or, um like, artichoke hearts. Because both of those things are kind of a bitch to do, like, from fresh. And having them just already ready to go, and you can just, like, pull out the artichoke hearts and, like, throw them in whatever is super convenient. Yeah. Uh, but are you guys ready to talk about stuff that's not like meal prepping and Richie's weird meatless Mondays that go <laughs> yeah, on for yeah. a week? Let's, let's nerd out on things that are nerdier than that. Uh, so Rich, you, do you, ah, you know what? I just realized what, what do we have on the agenda this week? So this week we are going to, uh, talk about Pokemon Unite, uh, the, 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 the MOBA sort of game that released on, I believe it's Switch and phone. Me and Cobb played it. Uh, we're going to have a quick or probably long conversation about Blizzard and the shit they're going through. Um, then uh, me and uh, Cobb, we both watched uh, the He-Man show, the Kevin Smith He-Man show. Drew and you watched Terminator Salvation and Chris or Cobb, whatever we want to call you, you uh, watched Gunpowder Milkshake. These are true things. Yes. Uh, so Rich, what do you, so first, uh, Pokemon Unite is only available on Switch right now. It is coming to mobile devices later on. Oh, okay. Um, at least I, I- that was the case before. I'm I'm gonna check the Android App Store real quick just to make sure it hasn't released since I read yeah. that. Yeah, like, I knew the intention is for it to be on Switch and mobile yeah. devices. I just wasn't sure if it wasn't. I sometimes like they don't go hand in hand right away. Yeah, but so like, it is not, not on. Yeah, yeah, it is not on mobile yet. So it, it, the plan is for it to go mobile. Uh, but yeah, it it was this was announced a while ago during a Nintendo Direct. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, like you said, it it's a MOBA. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's like baby's first MOBA, but yeah, like yeah. Th- that is still what it is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it has a unique play style where it's like a MOBA basketball game. kind of. Yeah. It's, to- your, your focus isn't to destroy the enemy's team. Your focus is to get points from killing the mobs and putting them into the goals that are on the other side's, uh, uh, lines. So yeah. it's like it's 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 MOBA light, I guess. Yeah, to to use like nineteen eighties war on drugs uh terminology, Pokemon Unite is to marijuana what heroin is to Dota. <laughs> uh, sure. I was just gonna say Pokemon Unite is the egg and Dota is the smashed egg. That's nineties. No, I mean that has been around for a while. You are per- you are specifically thinking of the Rachel Lee Cook yeah, um, that's, commercial that's... where she not only smashes the egg but smashes like everything in the kitchen. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is what happens to your family and your fr- yeah. yeah 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 that one. Uh, but yeah, th- th- this is definitely the gateway drug to the MOBA obsession um, mm-hmm. if it's a thing you're into at least. Yeah, uh, it, it it starts off. It gives you a practice match, shows you how the basics of how to play the game. And then if you follow the prompts the way it's telling you, uh, it throws you into a match, just PvP match. Uh, at, you're at level f- two or three at the time. Um, 
and you, you play a quick match not knowing any of these, like, quote, advanced tactics, and then after that, it's like, oh, there's advanced tutorials and stuff you can watch as well, or play as well. Um, and I, I, I thought it was pretty fun. I thought, like, it's, it's basic enough, but for, for me to understand it, because I'm bad at MOBAs, I also haven't played them enough, um, and hopefully, as of right now, because there's no voice chat or anything, I don't know how toxic the community is, and they're not yelling at me to leave right away because I'm a scrub. Yeah, so I imagine this game is probably going to have a pretty wide um, swath of people from different backgrounds. You're going to have the people that want to play MOBAs and are douchebags, but you're also going to have like a lot of kids and teens that saw the new Pokemon game and tried it out and ended up liking it. Mm-hmm. Uh I have never played a MOBA before. I've watched a little Dota. Like, I watched a few rounds of Dota during, like, the International and stuff like that. So, while I sort of understand what's going on there, I don't really understand, like, the the mentality of it. Yeah. And, like, this wasn't not fun, but it also isn't necessarily a game that I ne- I want to dump a ton of time into. Yeah. It's... I, I, I agree. Like, it's something that I might play on stream on occasion or just do the like they have daily tasks and if you play three missions a day you like that's it tells you just to play three missions every day and i'm like maybe i'll i could like jump in and do that like during lunch break or uh when i just have nothing going on and have time to kill or have five minutes to kill go on play a match or two matches are 10 minutes long they're not long at all and there, there's also a quick. Uh, I, I didn't actually go digging for this, but um, I, I heard on another podcast there is a like a quick match that is a little bit shorter because it's four on four instead of five on five. Okay, huh. yeah, you need to be like level seven to get that though. Oh, was, okay. Yeah, because that's one of the daily objectives or the daily tasks or whatever is to play a quick match, and I tried to, and it was like you, your trainer level needs to be seven. I think I'm like four or five, like three four or five after my first match so that should unlock pretty quick yeah and they, they, so the the game plays like like a, a moba in the sense that you are controlling a hero and the idea rather you're not trying like like richie said you're not trying to attack towers you're actually basically attacking fodder pokemon like in in the tutorial match um you had like apoms and stuff like that that you would just yeah. go attack them attacking them would get you energy points essentially and then you would take those points over to one of the opposing team's um bases which were just glowing platforms on the ground and then you you actually you do kind of dunk the points into that. There's a little bit of a of a cooldown or a loading on it. So the more points you have, the longer it takes to deposit them. So if you ha- if you somehow ended up with just a ton of points before you deposit them, you might be sitting there for like five seconds holding the button to do it, where the other team could come by and like try and knock you out real quick while you're doing that. Yeah, and that that's the defensive aspect of the game is if you're playing one of the bigger, slower characters, like a Snorlax or whatever, they're a defensive character. You go to push them out of the ring to keep them from scoring their point. Yeah, and the game does do, a, for, at least from what I've seen, a, a pretty good job of giving you access to a bunch of different Pokemon. Uh, I don't know if you started with the same one as me, but I started, they gave me a Charmander up front to start with. And then as soon as I got done that tutorial match, they let me pick from, I think, like four or five different Pokemon. Yeah. So yeah, I, the um the tutorial mission was uh Pikachu and then a, a a Charmander, and you do have a set of like four or five like Pikachu, Charmander, or Charizard, um and like 
two, three others, I don't remember, that you can choose from. Plus, yeah, they give you the license for one more Pokemon that I chose uh, Tawalo. Okay, I, t- I chose Slowbro. Okay. And, and the way it ends up going when you get into the game is, like, in that first match, it, I, I started with Charmander. I, or I started with Charizard, but, like, Charmander is who goes out first. And as you're yeah. playing through the match, they'll level up and evolve. So level two, they become Charmeleon. Level three, they become Charizard. And okay. as they level up, they get stronger. They get um, better attacks. Uh, there is a, like, an ultimate attack that you get um, that once you, you have to unlock it, and then you also have to essentially have it charged up yeah. before you can use it. Which, which usually it should be close to, if not all the way charged by the time you unlock it, so that you can use it pretty immediately and still have time to charge it up at least one more time in, in, in the battle. Yeah, and then at some point in the battle, uh, a Zapdos, uh, so far the only one I've seen appear is Zapdos, but Maybe. Zapdos appears in the middle of the, the match, and whichever team takes it out gets a large amount of points to go then try and deposit onto the opposing team. And it also looks like if once you're under two minutes in the match, uh, points when you're depositing them are doubled. So I yeah. think I think Zapdos gets you 50 or 80 points just for that one kill. So you might get as many as 160 points when you deposit it if it's in the last two minutes. Yeah, my, my team killed Zapdos, and I think I happened to be the one to get the killing blow and was able to turn him in. I think we got 100 points because it was under two minutes. Yeah, so it, uh, so it might be 50 then. There's also apparently a Rotom that appears on this on the the map that if you kill it it takes out it leaves well, it leaves the uh the the rings defense defenseless which I don't know what that means but like the goals not the rings where you have to go give the points it leaves the enemies rings and goals defenseless so I don't know if like because the more points you score in a goal the more likely you likely you are to destroy it and then have to go further back into their line to score points. So if you can knock out all four of their external goals, they only have one spot and they're not moving, basically. They're never leaving from that spot because all of your players are there hovering it, trying to score. Okay, yeah. And then to, I guess, to sort of even things out a little bit. So the tracks are... The, there's a there's a lower track and, a, and an upper track and it's just like yeah. a big ra- it's a big oval like a racetrack and each side has has three bases um three for your team three for the other team once you hit like a a certain point away from from your base uh your speed drops so you, yeah. you basically have a speed zone in your side of the map Okay. And then once you're outside of that or in your opponent's side of the map, you move slower. So if you're over in your opponent's zone, like getting ready to like drop stuff, your opponent can get up on you much quicker than you can technically get away from them. Yeah, it's it's once you leave the actual line or leave the last goal of that line. So there's there's two goals at the bottom, two goals at the top, and one in the middle. So once you leave the last goal at the top or the last goal at the bottom, or if you just leave that line entirely just to go right into the middle to attack mobs, you you instantly go slower. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And apparently there are some ice fields that the whole thing, you just move faster. So it, it doesn't give you ice physics. But the idea is because it's all slippery, like mm-hmm. you don't slow down at all. You're just kind of like yeah. going at the, at the, the higher speed, the whole map. Yeah. Um, the game does have some microtransactions and a little bit of pay to win going on right now. Uh, so they're so far they're they're doing pretty well with 
like daily login bonuses and things like that where you sign in, you can like get like a new Pokemon each day you sign in, stuff like that. Uh, there's also items, and your Pokemon can hold up to three items, and those items have levels. And the, the higher the level, the more beneficial that item is. So it might be mm-hmm. something that adds attack or that adds health or any number of, of good things. And you can just buy levels with real money. So if I had the money, I could go in there, just max out a bunch of items to basically basically have an unbeatable Pokemon, and then just win the matches just based on I spent more money than you did. I'd have to, like, I you start off with an item. It's like a eaten uh, apple or something like that. And it, like, it doesn't do much for you. You also, you have to have your trainer rank up in order to use all of the items. And there's three sets of items that each, that, like... There's three items, and then there's two more options of types of items or or equipable, or no. It was items, and then abilities, and then something else. I can't remember the third one. Um, But I, like, I don't, I see what you're saying with it being play to win in that aspect, but I'd have to see how strong these maxed out items would be to really argue whether or not that would be considered pay to win. So it's not as egregious as some games have been in the past, and it's not as predatory as a lot of gotcha games are, but it is still something that I I heard multiple people on multiple podcasts bring that up. That it that sucks shit in a competitive game. That should just not exist in a competitive game, period, end of story. Yeah, and I think like part of this is like Nintendo and Game Freak did not make this game. I forget who made it, but it like it was outsourced to to a different studio. So yeah. it's not technically like an internal devised game. So like they probably just told Nintendo they were doing microtransactions, but they probably didn't have to get into a lot of details on how the whole thing worked. And it's mm-hmm. Nintendo, so they don't really understand how any of that works anyway. They're just excited to make money off of Pokemon, and they don't really have new ideas. So when other people have new ideas, they're all for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, it was fun. Like I, I wouldn't not play it. I don't know that I'm going to play any more of it, but I don't think the pay to win necessarily breaks the game because at least right now, I think there's enough of a player base and you can increase this stuff without paying that as long as the player base doesn't get suddenly narrowed down to just the money spenders, I think it'll be fine. Or if they rebalance it, if it gets like that. Well, that won't happen. (laughs) Oh, no. But, you know, it's, it's Pokemon. So there's enough. It's a big enough title that like people are going to keep playing this for a while unless late game area of it ends up just being really bad, which is possible, but at least up front, like it plays well. It's easy to understand. It's easy to get into. Yeah. And like for people that have never played a a MOBA or want to, it's free to play and doesn't have the toxic community that league or Dota have where if you've never played before, you basically can't play. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Anything else you want to say about it, Rich? Uh, I was actually just going through to see the upgrading and stuff. You can't upgrade an item to your trainer level 9 anymore, so I won't be able to tell uh, right now how much it costs and stuff to upgrade items. Um, but, no, yeah, I agree with you, though. Like, it's it's something that, like, I'm, I'm not against playing. I'll probably jump into it from time to time if I have some spare time or whatever. If I don't have, like, if I have 10 minutes, basically, or whatnot, but, like, it's it's not something I'm gonna play religiously or anything like. That. Maybe a fun little like let's have a competitive stream or something and just play that until I get frustrated that I keep and then stop and. Yeah, the one thing I'm curious about and I haven't really looked into 
is how it what it does to let you play with friends like if you and i wanted to play on like the same team is it is it an easy process or is it a nintendo process it's <laughs> probably more a nintendo process because when you create your like your name your character name whatever they gave you a trainer id number oh, so oh i forgot about that that's right Why? You probably have to know your trainer ID number. True. It is a shorter number than your friend code. Uh, okay, that's but this, good at least. This is also, like, this is probably supposed to be able to be used and cro- for cross-play, so it oh, makes that's it... That's actually a fair point. It makes it easier to play games on cross-play with this trainer, trainer number than just, like, you can't play it with someone who doesn't have it on a Switch. Mm-hmm. Because I'm actually interested in giving it a try, because I always flirt with the idea of getting into a MOBA. But, like like Cobb said, I haven't played before, so I just get yelled at for not knowing what this I'm doing. Is, yeah, this is the opportune time to get into this MOBA, because it just came out, what, Thursday last week, I believe? Like, it, yeah, like, something like that. So, like, it is... The community might not be as toxic right now as it will be if you were to try it maybe a month. Um, True. And there there won't be those people that, like, yell at you to leave because you're bringing the team down and you suck. Because you've never played before and you're just like, well, why don't you show me what I should be doing so I can learn? Because no, no no one has that kind of uh, uh, patience. Unfortunately, and that's, that is what, like, the Dota and League communities are. Like, if, if you don't know somebody that plays that will like kind of show you the ropes and you go into a match, even if it's not a ranked match, just a normal match, mm-hmm. they will just, they will either kick you from the match if they can or treat you like shit until you leave the match. Yeah. I, I did it in a, like, I think it was a Starcraft two or Starcraft Dota map once, or ma- might've even been Warcraft. I can't remember. But, like I jumped into one of those Dota maps and I, I was going in. I was like, Oh, I have to go. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Didn't know anything about attacking mobs, and it was just like, here's your objective, go do it. And I start going to do it, and I keep getting killed. And the person, dude, you're trash, you're garbage, you're horrible, you're trash. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm doing the objective. Like, well, no, man, you suck, you shouldn't be doing... like, alright, what should I be doing? You're trash, man, you're trash. I'm like, alright, fine, I'm just gonna stay here and not move. And I walked away from my computer while still in the match. If, if you're gonna treat potential new players like shit, potential new players are gonna treat you like shit. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, speaking of treating people like shit, uh, how about this Activision Blizzard stuff? Yikes. Uh, yeah, so if anybody hasn't... If you're living under a rock and haven't heard of what's going on, there was, like, to put it loosely, there was frat boy mentality in Blizzard around pretty much forever from so- what it's co- turning out to be. It's it's a it's worse than that though even so it's not just that like there's a a frat boy mentality and culture going on it's the state of California spent did a two year investigation into the company uh and has now filed a lawsuit for them fostering that culture in which and this is an article from IGN that I'm I'm actually paraphrasing from uh but. They're fostering a culture in which female employees are allegedly subjected to unequal pay and sexual harassment, which unfortunately isn't all that surprising. That seems to be way too prevalent just everywhere. Yeah. Um, but like it's worse than just that. Um, there was there, there is one thing in here um, specifically pointed out and probably one of the most 
horrendous things I've I've read about this. Um, the lawsuit cites a particular incident where a female employee who was already subjected to intense sexual harassment at the company committed suicide during a work trip with a male supervisor who allegedly brought inappropriate sexual items with him on the trip. Jesus Christ. And then on top of that, um, the, the article goes on to say things like male employees are said to come to work hungover, play video games during work while delegating the responsibilities to female employees, engaging in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies and joke about rape. And then uh, part of the actual uh, document that, that the state of California filed suit with says um, – they accuse Activision Blizzard of fostering a pervasive frat boy workplace culture in the office. Male employees are said to drink copious amounts of alcohol as they make their way through cubicles and often engage in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. Yeah, I've, I've heard like stories of like guys just going under the female employee's desk to be able to look up their skirts, touching them, groping them, stuff like that, obviously. Um, but there's also been uh, stories of like, some of the males who aren't participating in this being forced to play like quote gay chicken and see who's going to grab the other dude's junk or something like that. Like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, it is disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And like, I have been off the blizzard train since Starcraft to Zerg. I haven't bought anything blizzard since then. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't even buy the expansion for uh diablo 2 on the ps4 eric bought that uh so like i ha i'm i'm i've been off blizzard forever because i'm just i'm done with i like i with the exception of starcraft i don't really care about their games like i don't care about wow if they were to release an rts warcraft again i'd probably be all down for it or if they were were to release starcraft 3 i'd probably be into it but like at this point probably done with blizzard entirely at least not at least until they uh get rid of everyone that's higher up and that like that kind of raises i i've been wondering this question you drew and you're big into you're you're all about the diablo 2 um uh update as well as the uh diablo 4 is this going to dissuade you from getting those uh i i've been thinking about that a lot today and it's i'm conflicted because i i want to it's a, do I boycott them entirely and give them no money and potentially put all these people out of jobs because, like, their game failed and the developers who had nothing to do with the actual misconduct at the company get fucked by people boycotting their things? Or do I, like, still go, like, try to support the people there that don't suck and still buy their thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, so, it is... It's I get it. It's a hard it's a hard question to ask and answer. Yeah, I I do not know what the right answer to that is cuz like like you said I'm super into the Diablo series. It's my favorite series of games and like I've been debating buying two copies of Diablo 2 uh, Resurrected, buying one on PC and one on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I I I I agree. like if they were to if everyone who allowed this, um, uh, uh, what's the word, um, uh, uh, allowed this stuff to happen. If everyone who was, like, allowing it all and sees it and is just, like, boys will be boys type of bullshit were to just be let go, the, the board and everything would just be like, you guys are all done, and let's start from the ground up, let's re, like, let's re, refigure out everything. 
I'd be a little bit more interested in like supporting them again. But from what I've heard, their apology letter was we're not responsible for our employees. Well, was that the the PR statement that they put out or like yeah, something so internal? That, because those are going to be two different things. Yeah, there has been a lot of different responses to this. So like they released like a PR statement basically calling the the lawsuit outrageous and ungrounded. Uh, I, I don't have that article up that has the exact words, but it was basically Activision Blizzard saying like, no, that none of this is true. This is all just gibberish. Like they have they have no right to raise these claims. Yada yada yada. Uh, um, people higher up at Activision Blizzard, like Bobby Kotick, the the CEO, um, who doesn't have the best reputation as a likable person, let's say, um, released a statement earlier today. I want to say it was. Um, it was either earlier today or late yesterday saying that, um, Activision Blizzard's initial statement, which is the one where they kind of called it like outrageous is tone deaf. Um, and that he promised swift action and said, there's no place anywhere for discrimination, harassment, or unequal treatment of any kind, promising to review Activision Blizzard's policies and procedures with law firm, uh, Wilmer Hale. So like he's looking to actually bring in a law firm to basically go over this stuff, which is something that companies like this do a lot when allegations like this are brought up because it's covering their asses. Like let let's be real. Like Bobby Kodak is a level of rich where he doesn't actually care about any of the people that work for him. No. He only cares about his shareholders and what his bonus at the end of the year looks like. So he is going to hire lawyers to come in and find out what's wrong and what they have to do to fix it so that they can get their stock shares back up and he can walk away with hundreds of millions of dollars next year. Yeah. And it's, it's like obvious, like he he's probably not probably he's most likely one of the people, part of the problem who's turning around saying that, Oh, it's, it, it was a tone deaf response when there's no way he didn't know that this was going on in his company. Like it, it's possible when you are, when you are the CEO of a company like that, like basically the C-level executives may legitimately not know because they don't know what's going on at the ground floor. Yeah, they don't, they're not they don't care what's going on. They just care that the stock keeps going up and that they keep getting bonuses. HR is uh, not reporting shit all the way up to the O. Like, yeah, he, I don't, I can't say he didn't hear any of, of this going on, but it's entirely plausible. He never heard any of this until the lawsuit. Yeah, or at least not not understanding at what level things yeah. were happening, yeah. and I, that's part of the problem too. Is like from the outside because so because this is a lawsuit being brought by the state of California. Like when lawsuits are raised, they become public domain. Like that stuff has to be publicly available. But like we don't know the entire inside story about like who in the company is actually doing this. Like is it is it the actual developers? Is it the marketing team? Like what what parts and how pervasive is this to the to the company as a whole? Because uh, you figure like Blizzard is its own thing, like Bl- like Blizzard has like does all its own games, but Activision as a whole has a bunch of studios that aren't necessarily working out of their um their main campus. So like like all of the Call of Duty studios like are all over the place. Like they're not all in the same place. Like is this happening at those studios too? Is this strictly to the corporate? Is this strictly a Blizzard issue? Is this a like Activision corporate issue? Like none of that stuff is necessarily 
super clear unless prob- unless you likely go through like the very detailed reports from the uh the lawsuit which I'm not a lawyer like that stuff doesn't make sense to me I don't know yeah. but there today there was a a walkout by Blizzard employees or by Activision Blizzard employees I should say um it was it, it was two, basically two parts um there was a, an in-person walkout of the the Blizzard campus um, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time, as well as a virtual walkout for anyone that's not able to be there in person from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time, where basically, like, people people were not working. Like, yeah. all of their stuff stopped working. And I actually read or heard earlier this week, late last week, not long after this stuff came out, um, the, the WoW development team basically said, like, they've stopped working. Like... They are not the the game is being kept running, but they are not doing anything to improve the game. Right oh yeah, now. yeah. I, well, WoW's already in a, a in a little bit of shit because some big WoW streamers have left and went to fourteen, and they've lost a huge number of fan base from people playing WoW jumping over to Final Fantasy alone. So like that's that's all its own thing that's going on over there with WoW. But like yeah, it's there's there's nothing being done with WoW at the moment. Yeah. But so and and nothing's being done with it because of this. Like it's not like yeah. like they don't know what's going on. Like th- they are taking a stand by like basically not doing what Blizzard needs them to do until some of these things get addressed. Yeah. Um. Part of this walkout was to try and get Activision Blizzard to actually meet demands of the employees. Uh. Which there there are four points on this IGN article that they have in here. Uh, they want to put an end to mandatory arbitration clauses in all employee contracts, current and future. Arbitration clauses protect abusers and limit the ability of victims to seek restitution. Uh, they the no, Point number two, the adoption of recruiting, interviewing, hiring, and promotion policies designed to improve representation among employees at all levels agreed upon by employees in a company-wide diversity, diversity, equality, equity and inclusion organization current practices have led to women in particular women of color and transgender women non-binary people and other marginalized groups that are vulnerable to gender discrimination not being hired fairly for new roles when compared to men uh point three was publication of data on relative compensation including equity grants and profit sharing promotion rates and salary ranges for employees of all genders and ethnicities at the company. Current practices have led to aforementioned groups not being paid or promoted fairly. And the final thing they're looking for is empower a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion task force to hire a third party to audit Activision Blizzard. I don't know what ABK stands for, but Activision Blizzard something. Um reporting structure hr department and executive staff it is imperative to identify how current systems have failed to prevent em- prevent employee harassment and to propose new solutions to address these issues so like they're not just looking for like um like a like a a pat on the back good job like this isn't about time off or crunch they're they're looking for actual fairness and realistic hiring practices like they they want some sort of oversight and not just the whim of whoever's in charge yeah sorry i was trying to figure out what abk meant yeah same i was i mean it's activision activision blizzard something i like activision (laughs) i'm surprised that's not a thing right yeah i don't i maybe abk is their um it's their stock uh, name or something like that 
Yeah, uh, that, that's what I thought. It's a TVI. Oh. Oh, because Activision. It oh, right, because Blizzard wasn't Blizzard. technically part of them. Yeah, I, I don't think Blizzard is public either. So. Well, because it's wholly owned by Activision. Yeah. So it um, is public, but it's it's Activision stock that yeah, actually it's matters. One stock. Uh, yeah. They also own King. It might be that might be what the K is. Oh, okay. I don't know what King is. They they make Candy Crush. Oh, okay. That makes sense. A A B K Activision Blizzard King, and that that's why the the employees would put it that way because it's all three of their organizations basically. Yeah. But I mean, Activision makes a lot of games. Like they have or. They have the right to make a lot of games. They don't yeah. necessarily make a lot of games. They make Call of Duty, and Blizzard makes a lot of games. But even then, like, Blizzard doesn't make games quickly. I mean, and, and I feel for these people, and this is going to be a shitty thing to say, kind of, but I really hope it's just limited to... I really hope it's not Activision. Like, it, it sucks that these people are going through what they're going through. But, like, if that is... A whole Activision company-wide thing going on has a lot of fucking people that haven't been able to speak up, and that sucks. Yeah, it really is, and I i mean, I don't want this to happen regardless, but, like, I, I want to know at what level this stuff is happening, because is this, like, because a lot of the reports mention, like, executive and, like, like upper management, but not so much as the the sole instigators of this stuff. So, like, how how far up and down the ladder does it go, and how widespread is it? Because you figure the these demands that they have for, like, fixing their workplace are agreed upon by the employees at large that are taking part in the walkout today. So, where do, like, who, who is actually the one that, that's causing this to have to become a thing is, is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's... It is nuts. And I've been... Well, I didn't know about this until Monday. Um... And I've been watching it, like, paying a lot of attention, because I'm just like, this is disgusting, what's going on. Yeah, and actually, so the 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 letter of, like, what they're, they're looking for is over 2,600 signatures as of mm-hmm. this morning, I believe. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it was, like, 500, and it's all employee signatures, and I think at one point it was, like, five, on, on like, Tuesday, no, Monday it was, like, 500. And by Tuesday, it was twenty six hundred or over two. Yeah, and uh, that's outside, over a quarter of their employees. Yeah, yeah. and outside of just um, Activision Blizzard employees, um, there was another thing that uh, nearly five hundred Ubisoft employees have signed an open letter, um, basically in like solidarity with what Activision Blizzard employees are looking for out of their walk in or walk out. Mm-hmm. So like there, there are other large studios that are you know. Taking taking the employees' side. Well, yeah, I, I mean, Ubisoft's dealing with their own sexual harassment shit too. Yeah, exactly. They, that's been going on, investigated, been going on for months at this point over there. Yeah, and I mean, like, the, the it does not diminish it at all. But like, what is happen- Like, what is coming out about Activision sounds like it's actually at like a different level than than that too. Like, mm. no one should have to deal with the sexual harassment, but the fact that like people like that somebody killed themselves because of the way that they were yeah. treated like yeah how, how bad does a work environment have to be that like that happened and it's i it doesn't i don't know when that happened but the fact that it happened and this is just now coming to like ahead basically is just crazy like that the lawsuit should have been and i understand like they had to do investigations and all but like something should have been brought against them whenever this whenever that took place frankly mm-hmm 
at. Like it's just it it's disgusting. It really is, and it it's a shame because like like Drew said, like Diablo is one of one of if not his favorite franchises. And I know like like you're a, you're an Overwatch fan too, and like a lot of you like a lot of what Blizzard has put out over the years, and now you almost feel like like that taint to it, and it's not. It's almost like when people say, well, like removing the the artist uh, from the art. If like an artist happens to suck, like uh like like we can use uh what's her face from um JK, JK Rowling. You can, yeah. Like um, you can you can remove JK Rowling from 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 Harry Potter and you can still be a fan of Harry Potter. You can still be a fan of Diablo. But the question is do you continue being a fan of Diablo moving forward? Like you can still like Diablo 1, 2 and 3. But do you in, do you continue to support Diablo 2 remaster and Diablo? Well, and when it comes to that, I I feel it's personally easier to when to remove the artists from the art when it's many many people. When it's one person, when it's J.K. Rowling, fuck Harry Potter. I will never personally spend any money on anything Harry Potter related. You weren't going to do that anyway. Like, I even find it difficult to want to buy a gift, Harry Potter related gift for Sarah. Because, like, I don't want money going to that scumbag. But, like, that that's a thing. It, 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 there's, there's, I, I see what you're saying, but you also got to think about it. Like, if, say you were to buy this Harry Potter related uh, thing from the mall for Sarah. That you got at say box lunch in the Deptford Mall. What the fuck is? That, I'm sorry. What the fuck is box lunch? It's owned by Paxson, I believe, but it's a bunch of like nerdy stuff, and it's it's a really cool store actually. Uh, I've never heard of it. It's it's a uh, second floor, um, on the right side of the uh, food court, uh, uh, uh across the bridge. You, you, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But like they have a bunch of different nerdy things all there. They've got Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, uh, um, Game of Thrones, anime stuff. Like they've got a bunch of stuff there. But say you were to buy this Harry Potter purse for Sarah, the uh-huh. money that's going to J.K. Rowling is very minimal. It's 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 that money is going towards um um WB and the 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 like if it's an actual licensed thing. That money's going to WB more so than it's going to J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling got her money from the deals she made. She's not. She might be getting some money from sale, from product sales. She's not getting millions from product sales. That, but with like with under, I a hundred percent understand that. But that doesn't change my mind on like it being easier for me to when it's one person responsible for a piece of art to go. I'm done with that pro that thing entirely. No, I, like I, I get it. like there are some like it was the aliens, the alien memes that were going around during the pandemic and prior to the pandemic. Turned out that they were people that like are super Catholic, religious, and like don't believe in gay rights. And I'm like, that sucks because I like these memes. And I'm like, all right, I'll I can separate their ideals from the memes. Like I'm not giving them money for the memes. Like, I can separate that from it. Like, they're memes I can actually relate to. These little alien comics, I find them funny. These people kind of suck, but I can find their art funny. And it's, like, I I feel like I'm never going to buy a J.K. JK Rowling book, anything she's ever written. I've never bought one. I'm never going to buy one. Um, But, like, it's, like, I, I feel more comfortable. And it's your own personal feelings. Like, I'm not trying to dissuade you. It's just, like, I feel 
more comfortable being like, all right, I can, I, I'm more okay buying these things for people who like them because most of the money isn't going to JK Rowling. That's fine. It's going to WB more so than, that's why I'm like more interested in that Harry Potter game. Cause that's a WB game. It's not a JK Rowling. Like, and that's, that's like, but like when it comes to something where a bunch of people in a company, you're supporting that company by buying these new things. I'm like, all right, I gotta, like, I don't go to Chick-fil-A. Because Chick-fil-A sucks. Because that company sucks. It the, the, the head of Chick-fil-A is a fucking asshole. But the entire company, for the most part, besides the fact that they do provide, like, decent health insurance and shit, kind of sucks. So, like, y- y- I don't go to Chick-fil-A. Because the company sucks. And right now, Activision, the company, fucking sucks. Or not yeah. Activision, but Blizzard. Well, Activision Blizzard. Activision It Blizzard. is one company. Yeah, and I mean, to, to be fair, though, like, the... Like the the argument that the money that you spend on a Harry Potter merchandise doesn't go to J.K. Rowling, like the money you spend on Diablo isn't going into the pockets of the people that may or may not be named in like this lawsuit or that are necessarily making the the workplaces awful. Um, it's going to stockholders who are probably also kind of shitty, but for yeah. different reasons. Like it's going into Bobby Kodak's pocket, who is apparently kind of shitty. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's just. <sighs> I need yeah. to lighten. We need to lighten up the mood. That was a rough. That's a rough topic. Yeah. So I, I'm. I'm sure we will check in again. In on this again, uh, mm-hmm. as more things kind of come to light and, and we know where yeah. it's going. Uh, but I mean, we're not lawyers, so like, there's only so much we can say, uh, and it's really just our opinion on this sucks yeah. and they need to get better. Mm, yeah. Um. But Rich, uh, you and I watched the Masters of the Universe Re- Revelations Netflix series. Yeah. The the He Man. The He-Man show, the the Kevin Smith He-Man show. No, it's Masters of the Universe. It is not He-Man. Get it right. Uh, well, it's. I mean, that's what that's what He-Man He-Man's always Masters of the Universe. Yeah, but He-Man's in it for like six minutes. Come on. But it. I mean, that's it. Look, I knew you weren't gonna like it because He-Man's in it for six minutes, just like Godzilla's only in movies for fifteen minutes. No, I I knew the instant that like He-Man was out after the first episode that like you weren't gonna like. Oh, no, like, I went into this knowing that already. It has nothing to do with that. I don't care about He- Like, I have no nostalgia for Masters of the Universe. Um, Like, He-Man is not a character that I have any real affinity for. So, like, I actually didn't care that he was in it to a limited amount. Um, I just, I wasn't, I like I said, no nostalgia for this. So, like, the universe and all is just kind of meh to me. Um, And while I think the voice acting was good, I didn't like the animation style. Yeah, it is very, like, the animation is kind of like, uh, like, the art is modern, but the animation is kind of like 90s, 2000s. Yeah, I think I might just not particularly like the more modern way that they're doing cartoons in America. Because, like, as much as I liked the Invincible series, I did not like the animation in that all that much either. I yeah. didn't like this animation. I hate shows like um, Adventure Time and that one with, like, the, the chicken-looking blue thing. Um, so, like, I think I just don't like American cartoons. Uh, I think that's the regular show? Yeah. I have no fucking clue. I didn't like it. It's, it's, it's the squirrel and the bird. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, yeah the regular show. Um, yeah, it is, the, the art style itself is very sort of modern looking, but it did seem to be, like, kind of an older school animation style, and it was, it was, for me, I was like, this is, this is, it's unique. It's not something I'd write home about. It's not something I felt like was awesome. But it was it was fine. Like 
animation and art wise i i thought the story was was interesting i wasn't expecting like like i do with a lot of my like shows and media like i go in trying to know absolutely i didn't know spoiler alert i didn't know that he-man was essentially going to die in the like i didn't know this i went in not knowing that he-man wasn't in most of the series and i just i thought it was like a, a, a neat take on this story and on these characters I also, not having a lot of nostalgia for He-Man, I didn't really watch He-Man back then. Um, it was always on really early, because it was like a 70s cartoon. 80s, it was from 83. Was was it an 80s? Okay. But it's it's very much like the Transformers and G.I. Joe cartoons of the era where they were cartoons made to sell toys. Um, I enjoyed the the Transformers, but like He-Man was like just early enough and didn't really last long enough it to like where we would have really played with them. Like by the time mm-hmm. it really came around, like He-Man was kind of old. Yeah. Um. And let's be real, like there, if you grew up in that era, you had you'd love that stuff. But like their names are bad. Come on, like the main character is He-Man. <laughs> Evil Lena. Evil Lena. Yeah. Because I, her name a- was Lena, and then she went evil. The Evil the- Lena. The head, like, or not the head, like, the legendary hero in the, in one of the final episodes, his name is literally He-Ro. Yeah, yeah, Hero. Yeah. Um, it, it yeah, it's, it, it, it's not very creative. It's, it's from the friggin' 80s. Like, there's not it, many creative things from the 80s. No, I mean, there's plenty of creative things in the 80s, but it's, it's from the 80s, and the cartoon only exists to sell the toys, and the toys only exist to make money. So, like, they weren't putting a lot of thought into the names. They're just like, boys want action figures with swords. And because I, yeah, I, and I feel like if I remember correctly from like one of those, like, um, the toys that made us shows or something like that, I feel like He Man came out when they were trying to downplay guns in toys. So, like, mm-hmm. G.I. Joe's had existed, but there was like the backlash on how violent toys were. So yeah. He-Man was made as like, oh, well, like, they have, like, swords and staves and, like, they're not shooting guns. They, you know, he's got a fucking giant green tiger to ride. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a documentary on Netflix, The History of He-Man, that I've been wanting to watch ever since I watched this series. Just so I could, like, see, like, uh, according to uh, Kevin Smith, like, this was based off of a spe- specific He-Man storyline that, like, might have been written comic-wise or something else post like the he-man that we might be thinking of like there have been other he-man stories but it's just all i can think of when it comes to he-man is the 80s cartoon because i've i i wasn't a comic collector still i'm not a comic collector and i like i didn't know about any any of the other yeah like i was at least passingly familiar with most of the characters yeah um but like i've never read a he-man comic um i've only seen bits and pieces of the cartoon i've never seen the 88 ish 87 uh Dolph Lundgren starring movie oh god right that's a live action yeah there is but like I know people that are really big fans of this stuff and like there is a nostalgia to it for them there's and a lot of them really liked liked the show some I saw some people like hating on it just because of the whole like Tila is the main character but also it's five fucking episodes like we don't know what's going to happen when the next five or however many release yeah yeah, it's it's it was it was a cool story though. Like and, and that that ending I was kind of blown away. Um Yeah, I, that like, the ending was actually it, it was one of those shows where like I watched the first two episodes and I'm like I don't like this. Like I don't really want to keep watching it. I'm like 
there's only three more and they're only 20 minutes. Like, I'll just take yeah. my time and get through them. And that last episode, I'm just like, okay, I did not expect that. I am actually intrigued to see what the next one is. Yeah. But if I don't, like, I don't care either. I, I was honestly totally expecting uh, Tila to become She-Ra. And, uh, they are um, different people. Nope. Nope. Well, yeah, Tila and Shira are, but Shira is He-Man's cousin. Yes, they, but Tila is not. They are different just, characters. I, I, like, I know they're different characters, but, like, it could be what... It could have been something else that they had done. Like, instead of having Tila be... Like, I like I, I didn't know that, that, that Shira was He-Man's cousin, was Prince Adam's cousin, when I was thinking this. But, like, while I was watching it, I was like, well, maybe... Maybe when everything's complete, she uses the power and becomes Shira instead of having He Man, and that's why it's called Masters of the Universe and not called He Man. And like, it was just me, like it, it, it's, it's its own thing. So they could have just like bent the story a little bit to go that way. It's just, it's one of the options they could have gone. Well, so keep in mind, Netflix did a Shira series also. So they're not going to overlap those. Also, Shira is Adam's sister, not cousin. And in, she, in, and she protects a different planet. I think in certain continuity. Oh, you know what? Maybe uh, the rebooted series it was different, but in the I read this before and I just double checked it to make sure. In like the original like eighty five, eighty four thing, they were they were siblings, and she was they were twins. She was like stolen as a baby or something like that, and actually protected mm-hmm. a different planet than Eternia. Yeah, I'm trying to find just generic Shiro with. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's, there's different continuities all over the places. I think there's like, what is it? Three, two or three different Shira series. Yeah. There, um, ha- there have been more than, more than one of them. Oh, okay. So Wiki does say twin brother. Who is she? The cousin. Of? Oh, that's, she's the Skeletor's her uncle in certain canon. Is oh, what, maybe what I was uh, mistaking. But yeah, I mean, as I, I knew that like, she like that Tila wasn't Shira because Tila is a character from the original series. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that I still think like that last episode went in at least an interesting direction. Yeah, it did. It definitely went into a an interesting direction. I'm I'm in, I I'm I love Kevin Smith's writing, and I know right now they just did the table read for Clerks Three. They did like half a table read because a few people weren't there. But yeah, yeah, he's getting ready so, in the next week or two to fi- start filming Clerks 3. Yeah, so they're doing Clerks 3 right now. So it's going to be a while, I guess, before we, he starts writing the next... No, Unless I'm... he's already got it written and it's being animated. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know when exactly, but I read something that the, the next part is not that far off. Like, okay. it is already in production. Maybe Maybe he wrote, like, the whole thing, or at least the first two parts or something like that. I mean, odds it, are they they have a full. It's they're doing the Netflix thing. They film. They, I mean, I use film loosely here because it's a, yeah. an animated series. They do the whole thing at once and then split it up. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it was it was good. Definitely check it out if 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 um go into it if you're expecting He Man, go into it knowing He Man's not in mode. Um, but go into it knowing that, that there is a good story behind it. It's a very good story. It, it, it yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> It has a very I mean, good voice cast. It, it's got a hell of a voice cast. It's, yeah, it's, I was looking through it. It's pretty wild. Fucking Mark prob- Hamill, Skeletor. Yeah. Davos is Man at Arms. Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, is is Tila. Lena uh, Hetty is um Evelyn. Alicia Silverstone. Henry Rollins. 
Oh, that's right. Henry Rollins was uh, Triclops. Uh, Kevin Conroy is Merman for like 30 whole seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sam uses in it because of course he is. But yeah, so he is is in one scene for maybe 30 seconds, which is the best part. (laughs) Sounds exactly what he should be. Yeah. Justin Long is in it. So like yeah, that Dennis Haysbert is uh is King Grayskull, the mm-hmm. you know President Palmer from Twenty Four, or for everybody else, the Allstate Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I it's it was fine. I I am I'm interested at least in seeing where it goes. Yeah. Now, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking went and watched Terminator Salvation. What did you think? Uh, it's a pretty decent action movie that I feel like. Someone wrote a interesting like war movie script. It didn't get picked up, and then they went. But what if it was Terminator? And they were like, "Okay, let's figure out the, how to make this Terminator and just shoehorn Terminator into it." Mm-hmm. No, that's a hundred percent. I feel like that's definitely what happened. But you're right. Like, it's actually a pretty good like action movie. It's not a great Terminator movie, but no. like, also like, there's not that much Terminator stuff in it until the end. Yeah, which is why it's like. Oh well, nobody wants this script. Um, ma- make it Terminators. But can we can we do that? Can we get the Terminator license somehow? Yeah, robots. Can... Sure, let's do it. <laughs> can we deep fake Arnold's face onto this um <laughs> current Mister Olympian's body before deep fakes are a thing? Right. Yeah. Is it is this is the one where uh, uh John is looking for his name's Kyle, right? Kyle. Reese. Yes, yeah. he's looking for yeah, Kyle yeah. Reese. It, it's the Christian Bale mm-hmm. one from 08. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it takes place entirely in the future timeline where uh, Judgment Day has already happened. Yeah, yeah. He some he somehow has recordings of his mom telling him to find Kyle Reese and that he has to send him back in time, and so he listens to these recordings of his mom. If I remember correctly. Yep. Yeah, and just so that he knows what he has to look for for Kyle Reese, and Kyle Reese turns out to be, like, this nerdy dude or something like that. Yeah, he's like a kid. I mean, he's a kid. Yeah. It's Anton Yelchin. You're right, right. And then there's a guy who had, was, like, about to be executed, but instead Cyberdyne came and took him and was like, well, what if we made you a cyborg? And then that guy wakes up in, I think it's 2018 the movie is taking place in, and it's post-apocalypse, and he's like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then you find out he's a uh, Terminator later. Yeah. It's like, the fuck? It's it's just, it's so... Yeah, you're right. They they wrote a sci-fi... War movie. They wrote a sci-fi war movie and then shoehorned Terminator into it. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's a fun... Like, I like (laughs) Salvation. It's not bad. It's better than three. Yeah. I liked it better than three overall, I think. But... So it's, since you since you've watched this far, uh, you have to do Genesis. Yeah, no, we're me and my friend are going to watch Genesis, and okay, just making sure. They were like, "It sucks, it's terrible," but we have to watch it at this point. Yeah, no, it it is on the scale, like it is several steps below three before it hits the bottom. Like it is such an atrocious fucking movie, and that and that then I mean you can sit down and watch Sarah Connor Chronicles, which is apparently very good, but I've never seen. Yeah, I probably won't do that. That that seems like a lot of work. Although it's I don't like, even rem- how, I don't even know how long that series ran. It's, it's like twelve one, episodes. It was only one yeah. season, I okay. think. They, it got canceled. I think. I'm gonna that double check. Right. It's very short, though. I know. No, at actually, most, it's two short seasons. Actually, it was supposed to be a mini series at first. If I remember correctly, sorry, remember it was a mini series, so it might have gotten a second season because the first season decently. 
but that Beats was it. It, it, it. it was supposed to be like because Fox did that for a while. Like they would pick these like mini series to run. Like they they did that with uh, Wayward Pines as well. Like a show that has a definite ending. It's only two or three seasons. I think that's what Sarah Connor Chronicles. Okay, no. So it's it was a nine episode first season followed by twenty two episode second season. It was not a mini series or anything though, because this was before Fox was doing that. This was in that era where Fox liked to launch sci-fi shows, not give them any fucking help, and then cancel them after one season because they fucked it up themselves. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you don't like none of that stuff ties in, but it is apparently a very good show. People do like Sarah Connor Chronicles, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't know that we'll get into watching that or not. Is that even anywhere to stream? Like... I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. Okay. Where, actually, where did you watch Salvation at? Did you like rent it, or was it available? Somewhere? No, it's on uh, HBO Max. Oh, okay, that's not so bad. No, I don't know if Genesis is anywhere. Let's it might also out. be on HBO. Sarah Connor Chronicles is on Hulu. Yes. Okay. Terminator Genesis. Come on, just watch. <laughs> um, no, it does not. A- it's on Paramount Plus. <laughs> Genesis. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> it, it's a it's a two dollar and seventy cent rental on Amazon. Oh, the, yeah, I'll, that's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that's ugh. like th- that think... that movie does so many stupid fucking things. <laughs> it's just it it's frustrating because it, it could have been neat. It could have been like a cool retelling of the original Terminator with like a twist, and instead they just make every wrong decision they possibly fucking can. <laughs> nice. And it's one of those things where like. You know how how Dark Fate was one of those ones where like you go into it thinking like oh this is going to be bad and it ended up actually being pretty good uh-huh. like as far as these movies go that's kind of what this one almost feels like. like like it starts out and you're like oh this might actually be cool and then it immediately goes oh no 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 we fucked up <laughs> like never mind <laughs> we Sorry. fucked up we don't know how to fix this uh, it's just gonna be trash here yeah. you go yeah, yeah we're just gonna lean all the way into this and just remember Terminator three yeah hold my beer. Maybe if we make it really bad, it'll be good, but they didn't get that bad. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't get the memo on what that actually ha- means. They didn't, they didn't get the MST bad. Like, <laughs> they, they're, they're not quite there yet. Yeah, and you know what? Think, like, it's been a few years since I watched that one, but I feel like there's not even enough to make fun of in the movie to, like, make it, like, that sort of fun to watch. Like, oh, probably not. Like, doing a talkover track for that movie just wouldn't be good either. No. <laughs> But um, I forget though. In in Salvation, does that movie end with basically the beginning of the original Terminator with with Kyle going back in time, or do they end it before that? They end it before he's. Yeah, I don't think they touch on him like become being an adult at all. They end it before because it was supposed to be another trilogy. It was supposed to be three more movies with the third one him going back in time. Like, it was supposed to be, like, that that series that was supposed to launch a trilogy of Terminator movies post-Judgment uh, Day. Oh, okay. I, see, I did not realize that. Yeah. Also, it, it was ten years ago, so... Yeah. I, that, I mean, I could see that having been a thing, and then Christian Bale tried to murder fucking, or went nuts on the film crew, and then they were like, alright, never mind. I, I, I don't think it was that that stopped. I think it was the film's poor performance that stopped well, them from yeah, doing yeah. any anymore. I mean, that's what Maybe. keeps happening, is they keep releasing these movies, and they keep performing badly, but it's like they do one that's actually not awful, then they wait nine years to do the sequel, and no one cares anymore, 
and then that one's really bad, and then they they do another one, and it's like, oh, this one's not bad, but you fucked us too many times. Like we're not we're not doing this again. Yeah, and then they reboot the series, and then they reboot it twice in the next two movies. Like that's lit. Like Terminator was good. Terminator Two was fine. Terminator Three not that great. Terminator Salvation all right, and then they rebooted it twice with Genesis and uh, Dark Fates. Right? That's the old yeah. Thing. Dark Fate. Yeah. Yeah, Dark Fate. Yeah. yeah, and at least at least Dark Fate does reboot everything back to two, because like while true. while while Salvation was was a fine movie, it doesn't really remove anything from the the mythos to not. Yeah, and like frankly, that movie could still technically happen because it happens in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, like the only thing well, that I, kind of fucks that up well, is the the date given, and I guess I guess the fact that John Connor's alive in the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that movie can't uh, with the current continuity this is why fucking terminator is so fucked up there's too many fucking timelines with the current continuity with dark fates john connor's never been alive so some somehow john connor was the catalyst to not never being alive but he was killed in the 90s but somehow john connor is the catalyst for judgment day part one and because john connor never survives the judgment day never happens and so then a later judgment day happens like what the fuck? What the fuck, Terminator? I mean, yeah, that 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 is the one part of that one that kind of made it weird. It's like, okay, well, they stopped Judgment Day in Terminator 2, but then a year later, another Terminator comes back and murders him, but... But, like, the, the way they explain the way that that Terminator is there is, like, it was a, a essentially a time remnant. He never should have existed, but he was there. He already existed. Like, they, they're so weird with their time travel. It does not make sense. But like, and they, the fact that they also, kept sending like, them back too is the thing that makes it even weirder. Yeah, yeah. So they kept sending them every time one failed. They kept sending more and more, or they just sent a bunch out all at once to have them wait as like sleeper cells. Essentially, I don't, it, I, I don't. It just the whole. It's all ridiculous. I trying to figure out Terminator is the Charlie Day. Uh, <laughs> it's all bird law. Yeah. Um. But you got anything else on Terminator? Nah, that that was it. It's it's not bad. It could have been worse. Oh, it's it's gonna get worse. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, Do you uh, know when you're gonna watch Genesis? Yeah, somehow. Oh, well, like I said, I'll probably just rent it. I'll no, no. Do buy. you know when you're going? Oh, to? do I know when? No, uh, probably, probably soonish. I don't know, but we'll see. Nice. Yeah, I I I am interested to hear how much you hate that one. <laughs> uh, so I watched the movie Gunpowder Milkshake on Netflix. That is on my queue. I want to watch it. I the just haven't. Fuck is this? So it's um it's Karen Gillan and okay. Lena Headey okay. and a bunch Paul Giamatti is in it. Um R- Reese Ifans, I think that's how you say his name. Like I don't know who that is. Uh he was the lizard in the first Amazing Spider-Man, the okay. Andrew Garfield movies. Um and a handful of other people too, like Angela Bassett's in it. Um Okay. It's one of those like like assassin world movies where like Karen Gillan plays an assassin who her mom Lena Headey was an assassin before her um and she basically does a job that goes sideways that sort of like puts a mark on her uh-huh. um and then in trying to fix that kills somebody she didn't mean to kill and ends up pseudo adopting his daughter in the process um but because she fucked up the thing that was going to kind of like fix her um record uh Uh, everyone's just gunning for her and 
Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's it's got some really fun fight scenes. There's there's a fight scene at a bowling alley, um, where it's her versus like these three like goon enforcer guys, and there's a there's a few sort of just wonky chore- choreography moments in it, but overall it's like a really fun fight. Um, yeah, she 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 ends up taking one guy out with a bowling ball, which was really nice. He was already down on the ground, and she just kind of like lines up and just like throws a bowling ball right at his face. <laughs> um yeah it's there at one point she gets drugged and loses the control of her arms so she has a gun strapped to one hand and a, a a scalpel strapped to the other and she basically just runs around like flailing her arms so that her finger that's taped to the trigger kind of like by centrifugal force pulls <laughs> and just like shoots bullets randomly and hopes to like land on somebody it's Cause that's 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 safe and everything, dude. I mean, there were nothing but bad guys in the room, so. But like the three bad guys were also the three guys that she had already beat the shit out of, so like they were on crutches and in a wheelchair, like they weren't moving too good either. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was it had a lot of dumb to it. Um, it continues that trend of like movies about assassins and hitmen and stuff like that having these weird underworlds to them. Like in this one, that they have a library that they go to to like get guns and there's there's these three women librarians and they literally like pulled these big books off of shelves that are like Jane Eyre and stuff like that and Pride and Prejudice like real big thick hardcover books and you open them up and they've been carved out to fit guns and like clips and stuff in them um at one point she opens a book and finds a gold bar in it and fights with that for a minute okay makes um, sense cuz those things aren't like four- no exactly and it's just <laughs> like it's stupid but it it was a lot of fun um the the cast was fun to watch like it's you're not going into it looking for like an oscar winning movie but like it's it's a fun action flick cool yeah it's 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 a movie about taking down the patriarchy because the lead cast is five women and one man uh so and, and I, i'm saying that satirically i'm not upset about that at all obviously yeah that I that just, is really kind of what it is though like at a certain point she's just like yeah this this isn't how this is going to work anymore yeah but yeah, it, it looks it looks ridiculous, and I added it to my uh my Netflix queue. What was it recent that it came? Yeah, like or a week or two ago, if that. Yeah. So like, I think the day I saw it, I was like, "This looks interesting," and I love Karen Gillan, so let's let's add that and watch it eventually. And I just haven't gotten around to watch. It. Yeah, I it is kind of fun. So it's a little long. It, it it is two hours. So I mean, that's average ish movie length, but. A few parts of this feel like it dragged just a little bit, especially, like, the very beginning of the movie, like, before, like, the plot's really kind of gotten rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's a little funny. So, Lena Headey ha- still has her British accent. Okay. Um, but Karen Gillan has an American accent in it. <laughs> and they're, like, mother and daughter. So, it's just like, okay, well, I guess she, like, grew up in America or whatever. But, like, why not just let her talk with her Scottish accent and just say that, like, she was raised in Scotland, her mother's from the UK, and then they moved to America. Yeah, they they should have just given her let her use her Scottish accent, but that might have been her choice to use her American. That's possible, and I will say that there was a nice bit of continuity. Um, the, at the beginning of the movie, they have a flash of her when she's like probably somewhere between like thirteen and fifteen, and she gets um cut on the cheek, like somebody literally takes a knife and like cuts her cheek. And when they flash back to her as like an adult, um, in present day. They actually, like, have a very faint scar on the cheek where she would have been cut. Because, like, it's not a super deep cut where, like, it should have left, like, a real noticeable, like, Joker scar. 
but there's just like that pale line that you you know that's where the cut happened. Yeah. And that's that's one of those things where they definitely could have either not done it at all and just been like it was a superficial wound like it it healed or yeah. gone too far with it and made it look like a big like joker scar. Yeah, they 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 could have they could have I'm glad that they kept with the continuity of keeping it small tight, I guess. Yeah. And there were some definite like in some of the action scenes, there were those like cringe moments when like somebody like got hit in in one way or another, like uh when they're fighting with the when she has the stuff like just strapped to her, because she has a scalpel, those things are really sharp, and because she's just kind of flailing her whole body around, those things get like caught in people's like shoulder neck areas a few times, and just she can't get it out because she has no no muscle that she can use in her arms so she's just kind of like flinging her body trying to pull this thing out and it's not like it killed the person so like you're just watching this this scalpel stuck down into this person's shoulder as she's trying to like de-wedge it from them um and then they had two of the coolest fucking guns i've ever seen so they were just like two like handguns but they had attachments for like bayonets on them that like were just these like long silver knives. They were the coolest fucking things. And at one point, it they, the person using it runs out of ammo and just fucking flick flings it at one of the bad guys, and it just gets stuck in their chest. And it was one of those like that that was a cool move. Like that yeah. was good. So yeah, I would definitely if you're looking for just like a, a silly action movie, it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give it a watch when I have the nice. Um, uh, is there anything else either you guys want to talk about? Uh no. Um I I got Monster Hunter stories too, but I'll talk about that more next week. I all I've done was pass the demo area, so I want to get more into it before I talk about it further. Uh but a quick reminder that Book Club is next week, so anybody listening who's joining in on Book Club, listen to The Message in Life After. I did manage to get through both of them. If Cobb can do it, you can. Yeah. I definitely got lucky having to do the that wireless survey. Um because it's just such a solitary thing. Like, I was just walking around for hours on end, just, like, holding my laptop out, that I listened to the majority of it just the one day, like, just doing that. And I had, like, two episodes left of it. So I just kind of listened to those on my drive home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was one of those, like, it's I wasn't sitting at home or something like that where I was, like, easily spacing out. So, like, I wasn't, re- like, I'm sure I missed things here and there, but I was actually able to, like, focus on it because the work required so little focus. Yeah. We'll uh, talk more about it next week. Um, but for me, I think that's a show about you guys. That's it for me. All right. Well, yeah, we'll be back next week then. Um, in the meantime, if you want to you know, find more of our content that we have on the internet, as it were, uh, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by going to patreon.com slash one quest, where if you go uh, support us with, with some dollars there, uh, you might be able to, uh, you know, Get early access to uh to this D and D show that that these guys are going to be doing in a few months. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we got to record a promo for that soon. We do, and uh, yeah, that Patreon's a good way to help uh support that. Make sure that it keeps happening, as it were, and maybe happens a little more frequently if if that's a thing you're interested in. Uh, but if you can't support us there with dollars, you can always go to your favorite podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all those sorts of places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all help a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. 
And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Fish.tv slash be underscore one. I'll see ya.